Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's actually, and I'm not telling you it's not scary. I'm not saying that it's not frightening because you're putting yourself out there, allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to be hurt. And that is difficult in anything that you do, whether it's applying for a job, whether it's meeting new friends, and especially when it comes to opening up your heart to another person, because the closer you get to somebody, the more the the five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast Solo Edition. Now, this is always going to be weird for me doing a podcast. Uh, talking to myself in a camera, by the way, is always going to be awkward. And, you know, it's funny because I actually started my content creation as a guy sitting in his room, talking to himself and screaming at a camera and, um, you know, doing these solo podcasts. It seems like everybody liked it a lot last time just because it feels a little more intimate. It honestly feels a lot more personal. And I do understand that that feels great. It's just that for me on a podcast sense, it's sometimes better for me to bounce ideas off of somebody else. But um, on Instagram a while back, I did this uh, brand deal with a with a dating company. They haven't paid me yet, so I'm not saying their name right now. But um, with that being said, I, I kind of gave a small snippet into this little podcast style video where I was talking about kind of the importance of dating. And I know when you guys see a lot of influencers who do brand deals, it, it comes off very disingenuous because obviously we're trying to get our bag and we appreciate that a lot of you understand that we're trying to get our bag so you're not going to be too particular about what we're saying but there are products for me you know specifically as an influencer myself um that i i do like to endorse things that i would actually use in my life and specifically when it comes to dating 
Um, I've been I've been together with my lady now for nine years, so I don't have to worry about these things. And honestly, if you ask me right now what it would be like if I got back in the dating scene, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I actually wouldn't know how to date anybody. The idea of dating for me, it was it was very scary, right? Uh, when I when I first started dating. And the reason why was because I think as a young person, especially as a young man, our, our egos are so fucking big. We can't even fathom the idea that somebody out there would reject us. And I know that sounds ridiculous, right? But even if you don't explicitly say it, that is essentially what you're doing when you're afraid of being rejected, right? You don't want to know what it feels like for somebody to look at you and say, hey, either I'm not attracted to you, you're not the one for me, or... I just don't feel you. And having those feelings or those words even said to you, even without it being said, hurts a lot. And as a young person, especially as a guy, our ego kind of gets in the way. And for us to kind of face rejection is a hard pill to swallow. You know, when I was younger, um, I had this idea of what dating was like. And honestly, what happened was that I kind of got fucked up by my peers. And I wonder if that happened to you or, or is happening to you where you kind of look at these guys where you have these conversations with your boys. And if you're a woman out there who's listening to this or a young lady, you know, guys do this thing where we kind of we only talk about our victories and we don't talk about the things that make us vulnerable. And this happens later on in life. I'm talking about young men. So when we talk about women or the women that we're talking to, we, we have this specific type of vernacular. We go, oh, yo, you see that girl? Yo, that girl, she fucking wants me. Yeah, man, that bitch over there. Yeah, she fucking, she's feeling me. And really what happens is like, especially to a young impressionable person, a, a young impressionable boy, we start to think that as a guy, when you approach a woman, that every time you come up to them, it should be a success. It should be a hit. Like if I, I'm at a club and I'm about to talk to a girl and I'm walking up to her, she should reciprocate back how I feel. And that's rarely ever the case. And you know, and if it's a case for a certain guys out there, well, fucking good for you, bitch. Like you're that hot guy that gets all the women to say yes. And I, as a young person was not used to rejection. And so because I didn't expect rejection to happen or I didn't want to experience it, I kind of chose not to put myself out there, uh, especially in high school. Like I was the high school kid that fell in love super hard. Like the person that I was going to be with or the person that I ended up being with um, was supposed to be the one that I was going to marry. And once again, I was a very religious kid. So being in a relationship with somebody was something that was very sacred. And if you were to kiss somebody, if you were going to have sex with them, it was like, oh, maybe eventually we might get married. And all I could picture in my life as a young person was this whole white picket fence. So before I even met this girl. I had already imagined what my life was going to be like with her, even though I don't know who the fuck this woman is. Now, some people might say like, okay, well, you're just envisioning the life that you want. But for me, I was actually kind of uh, setting myself up for failure. And this is where it kind of coincides with the idea uh, of where I'm talking about how, how dating is so important. The reason why dating is important is not so you can get your dick wet. <laughs> All right. Or, or your uh, what's the your, your pussy smashed? I don't know what the what the what the woman equivalent is. But the reason why dating is so important is because you will find out that you are actually finding more about yourself than you are about the person that you're going to be with or the person that you're dating. And if I were to explain that is because from my perspective, in my view, 
as a young person who was dating was I thought that I knew exactly what I wanted from a partner before I had the experience of dating, before I got to actually meet them. And I was thoroughly surprised to find out that certain things that I thought that was very important to me in this fairy tale idea of a relationship wasn't that important. And there were things out there in this partner who I thought that was perfect for me. It wasn't there because I had no idea what I wanted in somebody because I never met the person that I thought that was that was meant for me. And how do you do that? You do that by dating. Everybody for some fucking reason thinks that they're this perfect human being. And so they expect perfection out of the other person that they're with, knowing that they're a flawed person. Like how, how often have we looked at the partner that we're with and we say, this person should have these, uh, these qualities in them because this is what I value. But when you look at the checklist that they put for themselves, they lack these qualities as well. We expect something out of our partners, but we don't expect that out of ourselves. And so what happens, what, what happened for me, well, let me just talk about what happened for me when I started dating. I thought I wanted a specific woman. And when I started dating, I found out that there were certain things that I, number one, didn't realize was important for me in a relationship. And I never would have figured out if I didn't date more, I didn't put myself out there. Surprisingly for me, one of the things that I found that that was very important was actually language and culture. Growing up, I didn't date within my ethnicity, right? Um, I never really dated Korean girls uh, until I until I moved to LA. I started dating Korean women because, well, there's obviously there's a lot more Korean people here, but it didn't come to mind. I actually didn't find Korean women attractive, and I and I think the reason why is because it was a little too close to home. Um, I grew up with a very strong-headed Korean woman, so I'm equating um, other Korean women to be like her, which is something that I didn't want. And I specifically, for some reason, only dated like Vietnamese girls. Um, not only, I dated other ethnicities as well, but mainly Vietnamese girls. Like the bigger the eyelashes, if you could flutter those things and fly away, the more, I was like, ha, that's my lady. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I found out later on how important language was when I started dating and I started bringing these women around to my mother. And they couldn't communicate with her. And I know a lot of people out there will say things like, well, I know plenty of people who have ended up in a relationship or even married somebody who was outside of their ethnicity, who didn't know their language, but they got to learn their culture and the nuances about it. And they're perfectly fine. And guess what? I a hundred percent agree. You are completely right. I've seen it too in my personal life. Uh, my cousin married a girl who's not Korean and she's fucking amazing. She's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Um, but here's the thing though. There are things that you can't communicate unless you know the language. And that's a period and a story for me. As much as my cousin would like for him to be, let's say my cousin, I don't know, wants the relationship between his wife and his mother to be super close. Well, outside of, are you hungry? Did you eat yet? How are you? Is this okay? That's as far as their conversation goes. She will never get to know her thoughts, her personal feelings, how she feels outside of assumptions and what she tells her. We'll never get to hear her personal stories. We'll never get to hear how she got to America, why she is the way that she is. Um, if they argue, if they have disputes, there's no way for them to, to kind of figure each other out. 
And this is basically where their relationship ends. It's like, oh, my daughter-in-law is very sweet. Oh, my mother-in-law cares for me. And that's it. And maybe for certain, certain people, that's all that you need. For me, that wasn't enough. What I found out through dating other people is that when there was a language barrier between my mom and the women that I was bringing into in my life that I wanted to uh, bring to my mother was that the only thing my mom could do was smile. They couldn't talk about like I said, their personal thoughts and feelings. And on top of that too, because my Korean was so bad, I couldn't be the intermediate in between them to help them communicate as well. And I didn't realize how important that was to me as a person and as somebody who's like, for example, one of my pillars in a strong relationship is um, family. And a part of my family, obviously, is the family that I grew up with, with the, with the woman who gave birth to me and my father who was around. So if the language part wasn't there, their level of communication and bonding kind of stops at a certain point. I did not realize how important that was until I started dating. And just to give you another story, there was a girl that I that I dated, and I spoke about this on the podcast a while ago, but I'll just talk about it again because we're having this conversation, was I, I dated this girl who was Vietnamese, right? And she, to me, at the time, she was perfect. We got along well. Uh, she understood my sense of humor. You know, everything else was great too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, everything was great. But at this point in my life, when we were talking, I I had already gone through other relationships where these women couldn't speak Korean, right? I don't need the girl to be Korean. But one of the prerequisites that I realized that was very important to me through dating was the fact that I want them to be able to communicate with my parents because I want them to have a relationship. And as we started dating, we were getting very serious. We were very happy with each other. I brought up the idea of, hey, would you be willing to learn how to speak Korean so you can communicate with my parents? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, all, it's David So. And if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to GeniusBrain.Supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's GeniusBrain.Supercast.com. Thanks. Now, for her, she 
at first was kind of, I mean, just to her credit, right? I think she entertained the idea because she was thinking about it, but I don't think anybody that she's dated before asked her, asked something this big of her, right? But I was very serious with this girl. I really, really, really liked her. And after a while, she kind of brushed it off a few times. And then I brought it up again and she straight up told me, you know what, would you be willing to learn Vietnamese so you could speak to my parents? And I think it kind of threw her off and I said, of course, a hundred percent. Of course, I learned how to speak Vietnamese so I could speak to your parents. Like if you want to take Korean courses or, or become involved in, in my culture, of course, I'll do it for you, which is why I know so many Vietnamese things. Like I was very serious about this relationship. Well, it turned out along the way, she didn't want to do it. And this is the ultimate reason why we broke up. And I think a lot of people around me, and even when I told the story, they're like, well, how could you let go of a, of a quote unquote perfect relationship just because you can't talk to your mom? I just said one of the important pillars in my life. And what I mean by pillars, I don't know if I explained this. I'll explain it to you in a little bit is family. And family is more to me than just being around there smiling and asking if you're hungry or not. And then going into your room and doing your own thing and just coming just for a hot meal. That's not enough for me for my healthy family unit joking, laughing, communicating, all this stuff is super important to me. And it's a part of who I am. And it's, and it's something that I want to build in my family. And at the time she didn't find it important. So we ended up breaking up. So no, it's not just, oh, she doesn't want to learn the language. So you just threw her aside. No, we went through a whole conversation. We went through everything and she wasn't willing to do something for me that was important for us to stay together. And I understood that. And I respected that. Did it hurt? Of course it hurt. Man, I cried like a little bitch. I cried like a little bitch for that fucking Vietnamese girl. I was like, but no, man. You know, I did the whole, I did the whole thing. It hurt. Well, later down uh, along the line. So we actually ended uh, at, you know, I didn't tell her this. And if you're listening to this, um, Vicky, I fucking cried a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot. I really, really liked you. And she and I, we kind of keep in contact now. So check this out. Years later, uh, she ended up getting married, right? She ended up marrying a Vietnamese guy. She messaged me on Facebook and tells me like, hey, I just want to check out how you're doing. We were chopping up and everything else, but she wanted to get something off of her chest. And she messaged me saying that she married uh, a guy, a Vietnamese guy, and she herself can't speak Vietnamese that well, but she could speak enough where she could communicate to her parents uh, and her parents can speak a little English here and there. Well, the man that she married, his parents don't speak any English at all. And what she found out through marrying him and they're in a very loving relationship. They have kids, they have children and everything like that. But she did, she said the moment that they got married and when they were dating and she was around his family a lot and a lot of his family, they all speak Vietnamese pretty well, was that there was, she felt a huge gap and a disconnect with her, with her now new family, her family-in-law and everybody else because she couldn't speak the language. There are things that she wanted to tell her mother-in-law. There are things that she wanted to say to her, whether it was kind, whether it was setting boundaries, she couldn't do it because she couldn't speak the language. So instead what she would have to do is she had to talk to her husband to talk to her mother-in-law or to her father-in-law just so she could just so she could bridge the gap that they had between them. And it was, it was like that. She said it was exhausting. And she felt that sometimes when it came to them arguing or not seeing eye to eye, she felt that if she could only speak the language, she would be able to bridge that gap and they would get along just a little bit better. I'm not saying that they didn't get along because she said she loved them, 
But there are things that she wanted to communicate to them, but she couldn't do it because she always had to do it through her husband. And this is what I mean. They're perfectly fine around each other. They, they love each other because they're married. But now that she started this family unit and family, once again, is not just the unit that you have here. It, it expands outside of that. She realized how important it was to her as a Vietnamese American, as somebody whose family does speak Vietnamese, who a family who she married into a Vietnamese family for because the, her culture is important to her because she chose not to learn the language. She could not communicate with this family. Now, for me, it wasn't I told you so moment, but it was very kind of her to mention that to me and only reiterated how important it was for me to be with somebody who understood my culture and could speak the language. And that went for me too. My relationship with my parents was fucking terrible growing up. And I've talked about it a lot in this podcast. When I was a kid, my dad and my mom, when I would get in trouble, they you could even ask my brother. They used to um, they used to yell at me and they used to get mad. They used to get upset. And so whenever I would get in trouble because they can't speak English, they would scream at me in Korean. Here's the thing. If I don't understand what the fuck you're saying, it's just a bunch of words. It's just and that's really about it. And so my dad would get so frustrated. He would look at my brother. He would yell at my brother and tell my brother to translate what he's saying over to me. And then I would yell at my brother and my brother would have to translate what I said over to my dad. And we never, ever really got to understand each other. Well, as an adult, I kind of got fed up. And I know this sounds terrible, right? But one of my biggest motivations to learning Korean was so I could curse my parents out. I know it's look, it sounds ridiculous and it sounds super petty, but I did that because I kind of got tired of them telling me, you don't understand how I feel or you don't understand what I'm saying because you don't speak Korean and they would brush me off. They would laugh at me and it used to infuriate me. It's like, no, I understand generally what you're saying, but I don't know how to tell them. I understand what you're saying and you're belittling me. So when I moved to LA, I made it a point to learn how to speak Korean decently enough where I could actually fight back. It sounds petty as fuck, but I'll tell you this. Through all this bullshit that we went through, because we fought so much, and by the way, we started fighting for the next like five or six years on, just yelling at each other, going back and forth. We actually got to a point where we started to understand each other because there was things that he was yelling at me that I never understood before that I understood now. There were things that he was telling about how he grew up and the why, why the way that he is. I never knew this stuff because I couldn't understand the language. And just to wrap back to what I was talking about before, how why dating is important, I would have never figured out this part of my life and how much it weighed on my heart if I didn't go out there and date. I thought I knew what was important to me because in my stupid little young head, I developed this idea of what a perfect relationship is, what a perfect person was. I didn't have, I didn't know what any of that stuff was. I only knew the basics. Yes, when we talk about this idea of what a quote unquote perfect partner is for us. There's the basics. Yeah. I want them to be kind, sweet. I want them to make decent money. I want them to have goals. All this other stuff is generic, but there's these small little things. There's nuance within a relationship and things that you want from a partner that you didn't know you needed. And you don't know that until you experience other people. Some people are very lucky. Some people are lucky enough to meet that first person that you're with and they're willing to fight through everything and then you guys grow and develop together. I, I believe that a majority of people aren't like that. I found out what was important to me because I started dating. 
that was one of the biggest epiphanies that I've ever had. And once you get to a point when you start dating and you find that person that you want to stay with, your growth doesn't stop there. With Mariel, my wife, I am finding out new things about myself as I continue to grow with her, as I continue to have happy moments with her, as I continue to fight with her. I had no idea. Here's the thing. You know what I found out about myself a few years back? I found out that I can't tell my wife that she hurts my feelings. Ugh. Like, ugh. Ah, that shit. Ugh. I don't know fucking why. It feel, I feel like a bitch. I have no idea why. As good of a communicator that I am, for some fucking reason, when we have disputes, when we're arguing with each other, and sometimes I try to break things down to her logically, and it doesn't work, one of the things that I can just say is, hey, look, at the end of the day, the way that you're speaking to me is hurting me. It hurts my feelings. I'd rather shoot myself in the dick than say that. <laughs> and it sucks. I don't know if other guys feel, uh, feel this way, but it goes back to what I was talking about in the early, early in the podcast. It's like, guys have this issue of being vulnerable because our ego is in the way. Like when we tell this woman, hey, my feelings are hurt, I feel like I'm the beta in the relationship. And it's really not the case. It's not, I don't know why I feel this way, but I honestly feel it's because when I was younger, being around a lot of men who kind of exude this certain level of machismo, they don't talk about being vulnerable. Like they never talked about like opening up to your partner, telling them that you hurt your feelings, saying that you miss them, that you want to be around them. You don't say that shit. You say like what? Yeah, me and my girl, we was fucking last night. Ha 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 ha. No. And that's probably not what happened. But because of that type of behavior, you end up with these bad habits when you're in a relationship. Dating is one of those things for you guys where it's really a time for you to explore yourself. It's actually, and I'm not telling you it's not scary. I'm not saying that it's not frightening because you're putting yourself out there, allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to be hurt. And that is difficult in anything that you do whether it's applying for a job, whether it's meeting new friends, and especially when it comes to opening up your heart to another person, because the closer you get to somebody, the more, the, the, the bigger the ability that they have to hurt you. And when you open up yourself you, to somebody else, you want it to be a positive reaction. But the reality is like, you, you can't really control that. And that shouldn't stop you from meeting new people. If I could implore you, if I could give you some advice, right? When you go out there and you, you put yourself out there to meet somebody new, expect the basic things out of them, right? Like I said, being kind, um, finding out what your pillars are. Okay. Let me just break that down first. Um, before I go ahead and start expounding upon this, um, expounding, expanding, expanding, whatever the fuck I'm tired. Um, I have certain things that I have before I get with somebody or before I started dating. I have these things that are pillars in my life. What is something in my life that cannot be moved, that sets the foundation of who I am? These things cannot be shaken. These things cannot be moved. I focused on that first. And if these things are okay, everything else is a maybe. Things can be adjusted. Things can be worked on. Things can be fought through and things can, can, um, can be figured out. For me, my pillars family, communication, um, and religion. 
those are the three big things. As long as those things are strong and they have these similar pillars, then we should be okay. Everything else, it's not that it doesn't matter, but we'll be able to figure it out. This is what I did in my life before I started dating. Now, when you start to go date, these are the basic stuff that you can have. What you don't know about are the stupid little things. Like, for example, I don't know, in the most superficial sense, right? Some people might say, yo, I need a girl who's like a, a bad bitch that knows how to cook, all this other stuff. You might think that, right? But you might meet somebody out there who makes your heart flutter in a different way, that makes you smile a different way. Then suddenly those things that you thought was important, like her knowing how to, I don't know, cook or I don't know, be good with your friends all the time, 24-7, love going hiking with you all the time. Those little things, you'll find out how they can either be replaced with something else or it's not as important to you because being with this person that makes you happy weighs more than these small little things that you thought were very significant parts of your life. And this is what I mean. You only find that out through dating. And I'm curious to see for uh, those people out there who didn't date a lot and ended up being with somebody, I feel like you guys also had your dating experience within the one person that you were with. You guys stuck it out, you fought it out, you figured things out, and you continue to grow together, which is a beautiful thing. And I will say this about myself. You know, a lot of the qualities that people you know, may say from the outside that they like about me, it, it, these aren't qualities that I had my whole life. There are things about me that I love now only happened or I only had these traits because of Mario. Crazy, right? I am more patient. I am more kind. I am more careful with my words. I am a lot more empathetic because of our relationship. Within the nine years, all the lessons that we had together allowed me to be the person that I am now. I give half of that credit to her and this is also the growth part and this happened during our dating process we just happened to work our differences out and we ended up staying together and i'm not saying once again that we didn't have our dark times you know before in our podcast when i had her on i spoke to you guys about um during pandemic where she and i actually um split up i don't write about this stuff on pot on uh, instagram i don't talk about my super super deep personal stuff um, on social media, but this was something that she was willing to share. Mariel and I ended up breaking up during the pandemic before we got married. We got to a point in our relationship where, um, it was bad. Mm, it was bad romantically. It was bad emotionally. And we got to a point where essentially I was lying in bed and we were trying to be intimate with each other for the past month and it just wasn't working. And we were laying in bed and I remember I stopped and we actually had two separate beds um, in the same room. This is how bad it was. And I uh, stopped and I remember I looked over at her and I said, hey, to be completely honest with you, if if I woke up tomorrow and you weren't here, I think I'd be happier. And I said it. And when I said it, I didn't feel bad. So for me, with our relationship, I was pretty much done. 
I didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. And for her, she looked back at me and she said the same thing. And she asked, well, what do we do from here? Um, not to get into too much of the specifics, which I don't feel like is information that you guys should be privy to. But it got to the point where I felt like she was making me unhappy and I was making her unhappy. She wanted to try. Again, she was like, look, I want to work on the things that I feel like I should work on and you should work on the things you should work on. And let's give this another go. And I honestly didn't want to. I told her that I'm actually checked out. Like I'm completely checked out. If you left tomorrow, I, I'm, I'd be a lot happier and I don't care to give this another go. And I meant it, but she was the one that decided to fight for us. And there was certain things about her that I really, really disliked that I realized that I couldn't live with. And she decided to take it upon herself to fix these issues that I had with her. Cause it got to the point for me where I was like, okay, I've worked on myself and I've been trying to work on myself. And for the past like year, I've been beating myself up saying that I'm the problem in this relationship. I'm the problem. And when I was talking to my therapist, uh, my therapist was like, well, why is it that every time we have a session together, you're the one going to therapy, you're the one seeking help. And you keep saying, hey, there's something wrong with me. How do I fix this? How do I fix this? How do I fix me so I could fix this relationship? And he asked me, how come you didn't ask that of your partner? What is she working on to fix this? Is she perfect and are you completely flawed? Why is it that every time we have these sessions, you're sitting here trying to fix something that the other person isn't willing to fix? And it was honestly my fault because I never addressed this with her. So long story short with this is that she decided to take the initiative and kind of fix things that she had to fix on her part. And then we came together and we went through couples counseling and we ended up finding out that it wasn't that I fell out of love. It was like there was things that I needed her to do on her part in order for us to stay together. And if she wasn't willing to do it, then it was time for me to leave. Well, this is also stuff that I learned through fighting within our relationship, right? Which is stuff that you'll find out during your dating process. You might be with somebody and be in a relationship and you'll break up and then you'll find out that you leveled up because there are certain qualities in a person that you cannot stand and you only found that out because... You tried it out with this person, right? And I read this thing about, um, and one of the bigger reasons why I wanted to bring this up on this podcast is because I read this post from Halle Berry, right? And Halle Berry put up this post and every fucking woman was chiming in. Every guy was chiming in. And she was basically saying like, in short word form, it's like, expect certain things out of your partner. And if they don't meet the, if you don't meet this person, just don't date at all. Like don't, don't even get with them if they don't meet up to your expectations, which I think is the stupidest fucking thing. Because the idea behind that is, is like, look at your fucking ego. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? Who are you to expect perfection out of somebody when you are not perfection yourself? Do you have that same standard for yourself? Do you not believe in growth? Do you not believe it's like this person needs to do like the, the checklist that people have for each other is fucking ridiculous. Have your pillars, but know that other things can be worked on or stay single for the rest of your life. You will find yourself being disappointed by everybody around you because you expect perfection out of everybody else when you don't expect that of yourself. Who the fuck do you think you are? Have you no room for empathy? Have you no room for forgiveness? Have you no room for fucking growth? Because I had no idea that when you shit a toilet, your shit don't stink. Bitch, your shit stinks just like mine.
stank. You and I both ate some fucking, I don't know, some fucking East African food, a little bit of Vietnamese food, and we do get the same shit in the toilet. And guess what? Yo, shit stank. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm not telling you to lower your standards when you're with somebody. I'm telling you to reflect upon yourself that before you set a, such a high standard in another person, look at yourself first. Fuck Halle Berry's post. She does not know shit. What the fuck do you know? So many people love to give advice. So many people love to tell people how to live this perfect life when they haven't done it themselves. I can't do that. I can only show you my flaws. I can only show you the mistakes that I've made. And I can only give you a realistic depiction of what it's like being a human in this world. Dating is hard. Relationships take time. But if you want to be in a relationship, it's going to take effort. And I guarantee you, when you find somebody who respects you, respects who you are, your values, your time, that they'll be willing to apologize when they fuck up. You'll be with somebody that'll help you grow. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be some shit in between. What fucking relationship, even with your friends, is like that? You wouldn't even expect that out of your best friend. You fight with your best friends. You struggle with it, but you would never throw them away. You would keep them around because they better your life. You guys have a synergistic relationship. So why the fuck wouldn't you give that type of empathy and uh, the ability to grow to the partner, the person that you say you love that you're going to be with for the rest of your life? Who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Set standards for yourself. Expect yourself to be hurt, but expect yourself to grow. Expect yourself to know more about yourself. And at the end of it, when you find that person that really works for you, after this whole dating game is done, you will be so much happy because you're going to find out that, yo, I'm leveling up this person's life and she's leveling up mine or he's leveling up mine, whichever the fuck that it is. Go out there, my friends. Date a little bit. Find out about yourself. And I guarantee you along the way, you will find happiness with the partner that you're with. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be perfect. I'm not going to tell you it's going to struggle. And if you, if you're telling yourself right now, like, well, why would I want to be with somebody that makes me feel bad or at all, or be with somebody that makes it difficult because no relationship is like that, sweetie. No fucking relationship is perfect where you guys never fight. And every person that I met that said that I don't fight with my partner has been a fucking liar. Before we end this podcast, I'll tell you this. There's a person that I know every time I met up with this stupid bitch. By the way, she still thinks we're friends. She would always say, oh, we're perfect. Oh, my God. I don't remember the last time we argued. I don't remember the last time we fight. Bitch, I was your roommate. I lived with you. I could hear you guys yelling through your room. What the fuck are you talking about? You're insane. Anybody who tells you their relationship is perfect and they don't fight, they're fucking lying. They don't. They're lying. You fight with your parents. You love them. You fight with your friends. You love them. You wouldn't throw them away. Right? Get your head out your ass. Respect yourself by setting the right expectations out of yourself. And then you could expect those same things from your partner. That's all that it is. Well, guys, that wraps up this uh, episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Sorry, I got a little heated right there towards the end. But... I just don't like it when people, um, they're just hoity-toity about their standards. I just fucking hate it. Um, that's really about it. Just who the fuck do you think you are, man?
We're all going to grow. We're all going to get better. Find the person who wants to grow with you. Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. We will see you all. I will see you next time. Uh, I will be in the studio next time. I got four more sessions with the studio that I'm booked with. And after that, I'm pretty much done with them. But um, Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. Secret, uh, Secret Society is my fashion basics clothing line. S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. If you are in the Waikiki area, I have a matcha store out there. And also, I, I am a part of the franchising team. So if you guys want to franchise a Jumbi in your area, we got a bunch of stores all across the United States. And we're always looking for more people. Um, that's Jumbi, J-U-N-B-I. Check it out at Waikiki when you guys are visiting Hawaii this summer. Stop on by, buy a drink, say hello, say hi, and we'll give you the best service and the best drinks. And we'll see you all next time. Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.